You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. <laughs> it's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Oh shit, man! Oh, dude, that's we're going, we're going, fucking uh, amateur hour here, man. I gotta turn on my fucking video. Uh, my friend, she said that I need to go and get my do that separately so I don't do it because sometimes I fuck it up. Um, <laughs> sometimes I fuck it up. So can you hear me? I can hear you, man. So I might as well just fucking bring you on, dude. So I'm going to bring on my special guest. Welcome to the fucking Public Access Podcast. What's up? What's, hey, what's up? up? Thank you. Uh, there's uh, my special guest, man. Fucking uh, Dead Capital. What's what? up, everybody? What is up, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Like, man. That I- intro is so fucking good, dude. Oh, dude. Thanks, man. Uh <laughs> I'm working on it to touch it up a little bit, but uh, I I don't think you should. But hey, it's your okay. it's your art. The, uh, <laughs> are you talking about the the music? Everything, everything uh, about it the, was the perfect. Commercial, the commercials old. The commercials like I, the commercial to... was my favorite part. Oh, dude, thank you, man. I'm uh... the, the zoom in on your teeth. <laughs> yeah, you know that's why because I have beautiful teeth, man. If you're like, dude, look at Rusty, man. <laughs> For his fucking beautiful teeth, me and uh, you know Susie, the the meth head down uh, the street. Dude, we both were vying for number one teeth in uh, in the U.S. So she's a sweet um, kid, though. She's yeah, a sweet she kid. is, man. She yeah, she's got it going on, uh, dude. Yeah, man. I fucking I don't know. I I, I would like to make some more commercials. Uh, I don't know. I, I made that one. I made another one, but it's you know stuff that I don't do anymore for that mm-hmm. my store in utah oh word uh, yeah what about um uh what was i gonna ask you did the music did you produce the music um for the commercial no 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 for the for the intro yeah dude, that's yeah. awesome you yeah, made the dude, beat that, and everything yeah dude that was from Fuck uh yeah. my, my my ps2 man uh, i made. Mean, oh yeah the, yeah the thing that you and i were uh making tunes on mm-hmm uh, I had that beat forever and then I tried to go and get like I never got one promoter to let me use it as my entrance music and I tried so fucking hard <laughs> and I even like 
changed it to make it instead of motherfucker to wrestling fans, but um, it just didn't happen, man. It never happened. So uh, that's fucking I, bullshit, dude. Got, yeah, I, I got it here on the on the podcast, and uh, I forgot about it for a while. And my buddy, uh, the, the returning guest, he he hit me up, and he's like, dude why don't you have that song on there anymore? Like, oh yeah, man, there's that fucking song, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, man. You gotta be making tunes, dude. So you're fucking, mm-hmm. you're making them tunes. Are you, you in the yeah. lab, you in the lab, dude, what you doing yeah. in the lab? What's going on? Man. Um, I hadn't recorded anything really. Like I've been making beats for, I don't know, since 2011 when I, destroyed all my guitar music making equipment and i only had a laptop left what happened uh a long story it's kind of a long story but um podcast yeah (laughs) if you'd like to to entertain that story um so uh i was in brazil living there and me and my buddy had just moved into a new apartment together um second floor with like a nice courtyard below between all the other apartments and everything it was an old building it was pretty it was pretty chill though but um then I uh I was sober at the time I had been sober for three three and a half years or something like no my drugs are alcohol and weed but then the alcohol if I drink alcohol a I won't stop ever and b It'll make me go out and get other drugs, anything I can get my hands on, you know? So um, I was sober and then I was at my, uh, my girlfriend, now my wife's house. And I was coming back on the bus late at night. It was like 10 PM or something. And it just got into my head. Like, let's fucking go get fucked up. I don't know where it came from. Oh, you know what? I had quit smoking cigarettes too about a month before. Oh no. Yeah. So then I was walking to the bus stop and I was like, I want some fucking cigarettes. So I bought some cigarettes and I was like, fuck yeah. And I think my brain was just like, well, if we're doing that, right? <laughs> we're going to smoke <laughs> cigarettes. Then you might as well go do the fucking worst thing that you could do. Right. So I did. So I went and got uh, some beer. Um, um, Shit. Like, at the place next to my my house, I went and got a couple. They sell like liters of beer. You're not supposed to take them out of the little, the little bars that they have. But I was like, I live next door, and they were like, okay, just take them and bring them back tomorrow. So I got like three or four liters of beer. I went up and got fucking wasted and like all alone. My 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 uh, my roommate was at his parents' place, like an hour bus ride or train ride away. Still in the city, but he was over there with his parents and his girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, so I was all alone. I was getting fucked up. And then I was like, I want some cocaine. So I walked. And I that walked, old story. <laughs> I walked down. I walked down to uh, to a, a square, like 15 minutes away, where I knew that fucking shady people hung out. By this time, it was like after midnight. And I was just walking around asking people, hey, do you know where I can get coke? Do you know where I can get coke? Oh, damn. Uh, and so one of the kids in the in there was a gazebo there and one of the kids in the gazebo was like yeah follow me so we went and and in sao paulo like a lot of the coke distribution especially in like the center of the city is um done by nigerians so he took me to the nigerians and uh 
got me some coke and I paid him a little some extra money for for helping me out whatever and then I went back to um, a bunch of extra for like uh not a bunch he's he's a prince and he's gonna like if you pay him this much he's gonna give you a whole bunch (laughs) back later is that what happened okay but it's coke coke is so cheap there like so cheap at the time it was like two dollars a gram American yeah so uh so yeah I went about that and I gave the guy like basically like double what I paid for the coke to to him for helping me out and I went home and I fucking did a bunch of coke got super drunk more super drunk than I, at like three or four in the morning I was like I'm going to get more coke so I went back there found the same guy got the same coke paid him more money on the way back I got more beer went home and then I just remember at the time we didn't have any internet set up because we had just moved in a week earlier and um i had we had no tv no nothing so i was just sitting with my guitar and stuff trying to like make music and i don't know what happened but i got bored or something and i just started throwing all my equipment out the window into the courtyard oh shit Where um, you yeah at my apartment so i didn't i had my I had my brother's guitar down there without his knowledge. (laughs) It was like a really nice, like Fender Strat plus American made from like 96, blah, blah, blah. It was really nice. And I didn't have a guitar when I was moving down there. And I told my dad, I was like, yo, I need a, I need a guitar to bring down to Brazil. I'm going to take dance, my brother. And my dad was like, okay, just as long as you don't, because my dad had it at that time. He was like taking care of it. My brother lived in Thailand at the time. I was like, I'm taking this. He was like, okay, just, you know, take care of it. So I did. But um, I didn't throw the guitar out the window, but I threw the case out the window. I had this really nice, like, keyboard, like Yamaha keyboard with really good drum samples that I would use to, like, record all my drums. Tossed that out the window. That shattered. Um, What else? What story were you on? The second. How many stories were there in the building? I think just two. So they knew who it was that was shit in the courtyard. Yeah. I have a feeling. Okay. And it was like five in the morning by this point, right? Like, okay. anyway, I, I threw some more shit out. I think I threw part of my bed out. My room was completely trashed. Like, everything was, except for the guitar. The guitar was pristine <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> I had enough That's sense. Nice okay. I, I, I remember, like, taking, picking up the guitar I don't yeah. know if this is the made up memory. I, I remember picking up the guitar and going over to the window and then just being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I better not. I better not. This might be a bad idea. Like the other stuff, like I want to throw all this other shit out. Sure, man. I'll can do that. But eh, my brother's guitar, man, I, you know, 96, <laughs> man. So, uh, so yeah. And then, uh, I heard a knock at the door, a very loud knock at the door. And some cops said, this is the police open up. And I said, Oh shit. Oh shit. So I, 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 I think I'd finished all the Coke by that time. Uh, so I got, I took the, they, they come down there and like these little plastic, they look like little bullets with a little lid on it. So you get a gram and like a bullet. Right. So I took, my bullets that I had, I like licked them out real quick, <laughs> threw them in the, in the toilet, um, flushed them, um, cleaned off the mirror that I was using. 
Um, with your tongue or with uh, like Windex? With my tongue and then with some water. Okay. And then there was bang, 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 bang. So I went and they made it managed to get into the door. Oh, another part of the story is that I broke the door to get in because I couldn't open it with the, the key. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. <laughs> it was a new place. I wasn't used to the key and it wasn't working. So I broke the door to get in. So the cops just came in and they found me in my room amongst my squalor. And they said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and and I was just like, I don't know. I'm really drunk and blah, 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 blah. And they were like, you were throwing shit out the window. You almost hit a little puppy. Uh, I felt bad about that, but it was almost. I didn't get him. Do you, I mean, do, do you know that there was a puppy or was it like, that seems like that could be kind of. Oh, yeah. Fresh. Maybe the cops made it up. They, they could have made it up or it could have been someone far away that like complained about it and like probably wasn't as close as it just seemed. But you're still throwing shit yeah. out the window, like yeah. big fucking <laughs> things like, uh, you know, keyboards are not a small fucking thing to throw out a window. Like, yeah, yeah, no, this is. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah they came in. And um, and they were like, where is your they knew from from my accent that I wasn't Brazilian. So they were like, where's your where's your passport? Where's your passport? I knew by this time I was way over my visa. Like I had a three month visa and I had been there for a year and a half, two years by that point. So I knew my visa was expired. So I just acted like I couldn't find my passport. We were like searching around so i had searched around for like running these guys on a wild goose chase for like 20 minutes or something oh no i can't find it can't find it and finally they were like all right fuck this we're going so they took me and we went to the police station oh shit but on the way to the police station i was still very drunk and very high and i started talking shit to them mad shit like a lot, like really bad shit, like talking about their moms and talking about their sisters, which is something you really don't do in Brazil. You, you know, not even with your friends. Do you joke about that shit? You know what I mean? It's not like sure. here where we have like your mama jokes and whatever. And right. You know, that's what your mom said to me this morning, you know, when we yeah. woke up or whatever. No, like it's very bad. Right. So I tried to oh, talk shit. to these, I started talking mad shit to these cops and I don't remember all what I said. It's all a fog. But finally, they got fed up and they pulled into this lot, this empty lot that was like oh, not shit. visible from the street. Good place to pull into. And they they got out of the car and they were coming as they were walking by to open the door. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. So I had a moment of lucidity, a moment of clarity, and oh, they fucking drag me out onto the gravel ground. And as they're doing that, I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm really, I'm being a huge asshole. I don't know why. I'm really sorry. I'm going to be a good boy. <laughs> so I said, I said, I promise I'm going to be a good boy. And they were dragging me out. They In, in Portuguese, they have a phrase, I'm going to break your face, which is basically like, I'm going to. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to kick your ass, but you know, a little heavier. Yeah. They were like, I'm, we're going to break your fucking face. And I was like, I'm going to be a good boy. I promise. They were like, you promise. I was like, I fucking swear to God. <laughs> so they, they were like, all right. They put me back in the car 
and uh, we drove the rest of the way to the to the fucking police station. Oh. And after that, we d- we were just talking. Like I was like asking them about their lives and stuff, and we were just talking. And yeah, eventually they seemed to forget about my my uh, faux pas, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like they may have done that before somewhere. Uh, if they uh, <laughs> you know knew to pull into a place that's. <laughs> you know not seen by yeah. people you know probably yeah. so you end up at the station and like they're just like google uh google dot br oh no they didn't have any computers or anything as far as i can remember uh it was a very low tech station like uh i was in my cell and it had like this like opening like that I think it had bars on the top and the rest of the door was like solid metal. Um, and then, and then in the cell in right in the middle of the cell, there was just this giant hole that you piss and shit in. It was like a giant hole. Yeah. And um, it looked like it had just been, I, I don't know. It was very old school. It was very old. And it was just a shithole. Literally in there long enough to shit. I don't think so. I think I pissed okay. a couple times, but yeah, but uh, and then um, I just remember when I came to, because I kind of blacked out a little bit. And when I came to, I was at the door with my like hands, arms, like hanging at the door, playing a beat on the door and like singing, I think, Robert Johnson or something, <laughs> like some okay. old blues song. You were into Robert Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, that's, OK. And then the, the cops were laughing and everything. And they were like, hey, who can we call? And I was like, yeah, I should probably call my girlfriend, who's now my wife. So they called them and it took them like an hour and a half, almost two hours to get where I was. Cause that city is fucking massive and the traffic and everything. Um, so they finally showed up and, and then they uh, came to talk to me and they were like, yeah, they really need your passport. Where is it? Um, and I told them exactly where it was. And so they went over 10 minutes away or whatever, grabbed my passport, brought it back. And the cops saw that I was on an expired visa. So they're like, okay, we got to go to the federal police now. So, yeah. So we all went to the federal. Oh, the guy I was working for at the time was there too. He was an American dude that was teaching English down there. And and I was kind of working for him teaching English. And then he, uh, he showed up too. And they all went with me to the federal police. And then I got to the federal police and they just, I think they took my fingerprints and they asked me a bunch of questions. And I was like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. They were like, well, we're not, it was, oh, it was carnival too. It was like the first day of carnival. Oh shit. So the cops were like, oh yeah, we've, you're like the third person tonight. We've picked up from destroying their room or whatever. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Why not, man? (laughs) The point is though, is that the federal police was just deserted. There was like two guys there. Whoa. And they took my fingerprints. They asked me a bunch of questions. I was like, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. And they're like, oh, I'm, we're not asking for any like formal reason. We're just trying to make conversation, <laughs> which was yeah. true. It ended up, it was true. They, uh, they took my fingerprints. They gave me a letter that said I had to come back and, and see the federal police the next day when they were open. And they were like, get out of here. Go on. So I left. Oh, and they said to me, they were like, this is, a letter this says you have to come back and see us tomorrow or the next day or whatever it was uh but they were like but if you don't there's no real way that we can like come and get you so they were kind of implying that 
this note says that you have to come and see us, but if you don't, it's no big deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're like, this is no big deal. And you never came back. And then. It- no, 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 no. My girlfriend, Sabrina made me go back. Okay. Sabrina made me go back. Yeah, good. Good for Sabrina. That was so we went back, I think the next day or the day after. And, uh, I got there and I waited at the deportation office like of the federal police. And I gave them, the lady called me up and I gave her my letter and she's like, okay, just one minute. And she went to the back. Two minutes later, she came out. She's like, okay, you're free to go. Whoa. Yeah. And then it's like, you can stay here. You don't, not like you got to get out of the country. They didn't say shit. They were just said, you're free to go. Okay. So then, yeah. then how long were you down there then after that? Three more years. Before, and then you came up to the States? Well, yeah, I got, that? they were doing a, so I was, I, I went up there in 2009 and then in 2014, the World Cup was going on. And during the World Cup, they were doing like, the, the federal police were doing a sweep on unauthorized gringos. Oh, shit. And they picked me up and then they, they took me to the federal police. And this time it was like for real. And, and they gave me, uh, I was there with them the whole day. They were like, you have to leave the country within eight days. If not, then we're going to actually deport you. So if you take your, if you remove yourself from the, it was an invitation to remove myself from the national territory is what the piece of paper said. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So if I did that, then I wouldn't get really deported and I could, there was a chance that I could go back at some point in the future. So I did. So I left within eight days and. Yeah. And then you went back? I've never been back. I tried to go back in 2018, but they wouldn't let me in. And me and Serena weren't married at the time. Okay. But now that we're married by law, they have to let me in. Because if I'm married to a Brazilian national, Brazilian citizen, then right. I, I have the right to go go to Brazil. So Okay. And you've been married yeah. like five years now? A little more than five, uh, little more yeah. than five years? Yeah. Married by you. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, that was a that was a great ceremony. It was cool, man. That was a lot of fun, dude. Um, I'm glad. Thank you. You know, thanks for letting me do that, man. That was that was a fucking yeah. cool fucking experience, dude. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you took it very seriously too. I did, dude. I'm like, dude, like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I gotta make <laughs> make sure that like this is fucking good, man. Like, this is fucking dead capital here, man. Gotta fucking <laughs> pull out all the stops, dude. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah, let's let's fucking do this shit. And yeah, man, it was it was fun, dude. Like, um, who who knew? Who knew that was something that would happen in life, man? Um, yeah. Or a lot, you know, a lot of this stuff. Because like I didn't see you. You were fucking gone for a long time, and it was like every once in a while you'd show up on some sort of messenger or something, and I, mm-hmm. I'd talk to you and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, fucking there he <laughs> is, dude. And then, um, you know, which was cool. It was, but still, like you know, n- no time really passed when yeah. you were gone. But um, so are are you like gonna go down there anytime? Uh, sometime are you are you looking into something like that or i mean that's my dream is to go back this sao paulo is the only place that i've ever been to where i was like i can die here and be happy you know i can live here the rest of my life and be happy i've what never felt it? that anywhere else in the world what is what? it about it what is it about it 
I don't know, man. It's um, it's a really exciting city. There's so many people there. Like, there's more than 20 million people in the in the Sao Paulo metro area. Um, the people are warm and nice, and um, and I don't know. You walk down the street and you just like have conversations with people. Everyone likes to stop and chat and and. It's a very physical culture. Like you go up to the guys and they'll like grab your shoulder and they'll grab your arm and like they'll like hold on to it while they're talking to you. And at first that really weirds me out, weirded me out. And then I got so used to it. Like you're always touching people and slapping them on the shoulder. And I don't know, it's uh, it's just the whole thing there. I just love, love the people. I love the place. I love the food. I don't know, man. Uh, There's something about it that it was just like, this is, this is my place, you know? Yeah. And yeah, man, I, I hope you can get back down there, man. And, uh, some point, man, like, and I got to know got... the city itself really well too. Cause I was teaching English and all these far, I would go to people's homes and they're like, their workplaces and everything. Oh, no shit. So, so I would meet people and they would like refer a friend and their friend would live like on the other side of town. So I would, you know, I would always be going, and all different parts of the city, you know? So I got yeah. to know it really well. And just, I, I just fucking loved it, man. What's, what's the transportation like there? The fucking uh, public transportation. The buses go everywhere. Um, and they run all the time. Um, not so much. I don't, I forget if they run 24 hours, but if not, they used to run like at least till 3am and then they start up again at five or whatever. They used to run a lot and then um the metro when i was there it wasn't super big um but it was still like amazing to to it was like fast and on time and it could fit so many goddamn people the trains always came and um like i never had one single issue with the train breaking down or anything the worst i ever had was i think we we were on a train and we stopped somewhere for like 20 minutes Okay, that's not... there was a there was a problem with the track or something, but it was I I never had like there was no trains breaking down, there was no like like big huge delays for like ninety nine percent of the time, and now it's it's even bigger. Like the when I was there, they they built like a a yellow line that connected like three of the main lines. It like kind of went across them. And now oh, they've okay. got like an orange line and a silver. It's yeah, cool. So apparently, it's even yeah. better now. But Just, yeah, easy to get around, man. Uh, is it hard to have a car there? Uh, I mean, lots of people have cars, but like it's the traffic is so bad. Yeah, yeah the traffic is so bad, and I wouldn't say it's people. easy to get around, but because the buses they'll get stuck in the traffic too, you know. And especially when oh, I was yeah. there, the metro wasn't very big. So if you're near downtown or, you know, then it was pretty good to use the Metro. But if you had to go anywhere outside where they, where they, where the Metro line served, then you have to take a bus and then you'd have to deal with the traffic and everything. But. So but. when you were teaching English, what were some of the fucking weird things that you would, uh, did you have like any like, like songs or anything that you would do like with with people that you were uh working with or did you uh 
were, did you like have like a workbook you'd work out of or was it like you teach them be like uh you know teach them cool things like uh you know whatever you know to impress the uh, americans when they come into town uh, <laughs> so i had students from like i think my youngest was seven or six oh, shit. so we did we did like i think i taught them like uh um like itsy bitsy spider and old mcdonald had a farm and and the alphabet song um and then my oldest were like 70 something oh shit and, and they were cool as fuck dude they worked yeah. like at the it's called a like the sub city hall like there's the main city hall and then every region of the city has its own little branch of the city hall where they like okay. give services to that their neighborhood or their region of the city um and i used to they always wanted to talk about like like i don't know there was one dude that always wanted to talk about the tv shows he was watching and like the american tv shows he was watching oh shit criminal minds and stuff he was super into that but uh the one that i remember the most is my buddy gus i'm still in contact with him gustavo and every time I'd see him, I'd be like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> he says that to me to this day. <laughs> he, lives in, he lives in San Diego now. And his English is really, really, really good. But cool. whenever we talk, he's always like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> I mean, that's all you really need to know. And that, can, yeah. that can get you anything in the, in the United States, man. You say, yeah. what's up, motherfucker, to anybody like that? Here, like, okay, man. Come on. Come on. That's, you're good. You're, you're okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we used we did use a little book. There was like I forget what it was called, but there was this school that this guy started in this state, a couple states to the south of uh, the state of São Paulo, and he started this English um, methodology, this English teaching methodology, and it was really good. It was basically based on how children learn language, so it was a lot okay. of like um, hearing and repeating and um self-correction um anyway it's really cool um and i was the guy that the american guy that i was working with he tried to start a school with some some brazilian dudes that he knew and they wanted me to work there and i was like this shit's gonna fail like the guy was not, (laughs) not the american guy that i was working for was not a good he was a weird dude man he was a fucking weird dude one of the first days i ever met him we were on the bus and he was telling me a story about how he went to a public bathroom at one of the bus stations around there and uh uh, a guy came up and and was staring at him next to him on the year in the urinal and he had a fucking heart on and my boss was like yeah so i just reached over and i was like oh okay Cool. Yeah, I met you yesterday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that a thing that that happens? Like, because that's like I don't know, unless like that's what you're you're going there to do, uh, right? It's like you can't you can't piss when you fucking got. I mean, you can. No, but it's fucking pretty difficult to fucking yeah <laughs> take a piss uh, at that time. So you're just like bro, for someone to like just take. I don't know, piss. man. I mean, I'm sure it happens in cities all around the world, you know? Sure. 
I, I mean, it's probably a common, more common, you know, thing than. But uh, what the fuck is he doing telling me on the second day that we know each other? Like, just so nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's, it's a, one of those things like when you start a new job and you have to tell something interesting about, about you. That's usually something that people, uh, some people say, some people like to say that story. I've heard it a few times, but uh, I, I just didn't think I'd hear it from you. So uh, it's cool, man. So, so, oh yeah. And then the other, the other thing was that like, like a couple days later, I, I had barely met this guy. Right. So a couple right. days later, and I was new to the city. Like I, 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 I started working with him about two weeks after I got there because I just wanted to make money and I wanted to be able, like I had some savings that I was living off of, but I, I was like, if I want to stay here long-term, obviously I got to make steady money. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I was new to the city, brand new. And I think the third week I was there, the first week that I met this guy, a couple days after he told me the jerk off story, we, (laughs) We, we went, we were going to this, going to give a lesson, a class to this guy, this older guy at his house oh, in like a fancy neighborhood. And on the way there, I'm like, okay, if these guys try to fucking rape me, how do I get out of the situation? <laughs> you know, like I, I was, I considered it a distinct possibility, you know, because this guy be a good boy. I swear. He just, <laughs> I know how to do this. I've, I've I've been kind of a similar situation before. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, dude! I was like, legitimately, like, is this? Because I don't know. That's a weird thing to tell somebody off the, you know, off the right off the bat. And so right. I thought that I don't know. Maybe he was testing to see how I'd react. Because when he told me, I, I reacted. I was like, oh yeah, 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 totally. Like that's cool or whatever. You know, <laughs> you say that, or else you're like, "Oh, okay, can I do that too?" Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like, "Okay, great, man." That's like, or you just run away, right? Right. Yeah, I guess there probably should be a third one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and so, like, so yeah, you just some guy, man, just likes fucking uh, jerking, jerking dick, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so speaking of jerking dick, so, uh, after you got rid of your music, you, uh, your musical instruments, mm-hmm. where'd that leave you? Where? So I just, I just had a laptop and I had my, um, oh, I, I didn't throw my, I had a little digital eight track recorder and I didn't throw that out of the window. Okay. So I, I had that smart. And, and a guitar, but I had no way to make drums. You drum sounds and everything you have a but i had my laptop what's that did you have a microphone with it uh yeah i still have my mic i so still have could, my mic you know use your fucking uh slap shit or fucking hit your knee or whatever or... yeah i mean i could have but could've. that wasn't where you're going yeah so so okay. uh i had my laptop and i was like I, i'd always wanted to learn how to make beats and so I was like, all right, well, this is what, this is how I'm going to make music now is I'm going to learn how to make beats. So, so I did. So I downloaded like a cracked version of Fruity Loops. It was Fruity still Loops. called Fruity Loops at the time, I think. What's it called now? FL Studio. Oh, right. Okay. 
Do so, you still use that? Do you still? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Dude, this hell yeah. Fucking sticking <laughs> with that shit. Dude. Like, how well do you know the ins and outs of it? Like, uh, I mean, decently well, but it's such a huge, like, complicated program. Like, in terms of, like, mixing and mastering, I have no idea about any of that shit. Do you um, pass that off to somebody else ever, or do you just... I usually just try to do it myself, but that's what I've done in the past. But I haven't really finished any music since since my last EPs in 2012, which were guitar-based. And I hadn't been started making beats yet. So you haven't made anything since... I have. I made a ton of beats, but I never like finished oh. any songs. I probably have thousands of beats that I've made, but now over the last six months, now I've been I've been t- turning shit and finishing real songs now. But okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting them professionally mixed and mastered if I if I have the money. You got a you got a guy? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But uh, uh you know. Yeah, I, I was talking to a buddy and it was like, you know, you can do everything yourself, but like sometimes it's good to collaborate, man, and be like, mm-hmm. someone else can do this and like, you know, give it something else that yep. uh, that I might not have been able to do. And For sure. Yeah, you know, because I don't know, I, for me, I want to do every little bit of it, but then it's like, dude, I, I'm not good at a lot of this so like well that's the thing too it's like that's the whole diy like punk ethos right that i would that i came up on and that's how i did my last album all all the albums i've ever made like with ponderosa and bxb and my own shit we did it all ourselves you know yeah to the artwork to to the mixing the mastering recording engineering everything shit you know um and that's what i did for my last albums i mixed them myself I mastered them, which means I didn't master them. And I just, you know, put them on, put them on the web, right? Put them on, yeah. now they're on Spotify and stuff, but it was very punk. I wanted it to sound, yeah. Mikey cool. and the Twat Slappers is on Spotify. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So that's the last music that I made. And I wanted it to be very punk and raw. But for my new shit, I wanted it to sound really like, professional well some songs i still want to do very super punk and raw because it's an yeah. eclectic mix that i got going on but for a lot of the songs i want it to sound real professional you know so, so i can i can't do that myself so what are you what are you using are you like you're making beats like what are they uh you know like is it all beats and then are you doing vocals or are you doing like any other live instruments added in there? Yeah. Or so a lot of them are just like just like beats and synths. Um and heavy bass and I've been listening to basically exclusively trap music for the last I mean since twenty eleven or something. So it's very like the sounds are very inspired by that. Um they basically what's that? Like basically bass uh, yeah yeah lots of bass it's not i'm not a rapper so i'm not making i'm not making rap music right but like the sounds are very inspired i take the sounds of of trap and sometimes i combine it with like 
countryish kind of stuff or like punk, like make it really fast. And then also I've just, I started writing songs on the guitar again, just like a couple months ago. Um, so I'm kind of taking all of my musical, it's going to be, it's going to be like my old shit and my new shit all thrown together. Okay. All right. But yeah, I'm adding a lot of live and like, I'm adding a lot of guitar and stuff to my beats. Some of them, some of them, I just, I don't want that sound on there. Right. But yeah, kind of going to be a, basically it's, have you ever heard Sandinista by the clash? Uh, It's like they released London Calling, which was like groundbreaking. And then the next album, they it was a double album. And then the next album they released, they went even more crazy and they made a triple album. And it's so fucking good, dude. So when I started listening to that, like, yeah, when I started listening to that like six months ago, uh, that's when I got back into guitar music. I was like, oh, shit. And that's what inspired me to actually finish making songs and make and make my album so now in honor of them and that album i'm making a triple album and sandinista is like super super eclectic like they got like a gospel song on there they've got like fucking sounds like uh kind of like calypso beats they've got like uh, jazz um country rockabilly like all this different kinds of music punk fucking so much different kinds of shit it's like wild and that's basically what my album is going to be like cool i mean yeah uh yeah it's good to have you know a little little sample of everything man and uh you know you gotta do it your way um fuck dude i don't know man like because there's so much to just like i don't know so are you like fucking using uh is it electric guitar or are you yep. using acoustic okay electric so, and acoustic you are you plugging in or you got like a mic set up to the fucking uh shit or what the acoustic i use the mic okay. i just like how it sounds better yeah um, I, i'm using my neighbor's acoustic right now because i don't have an acoustic and it has a plug-in um, oh shit because it has like a, a little you don't use pickup it. I don't, I don't use it. I like the sound on the, on the, through the, through the mic, you know? So do you have one mic or do you have multiple mics? I have multiple mics, but this is the nice one right here. Okay. It's yeah. like a condenser mic. And this is the only one I've been using now because my, all my other mics are, I have one or two other mics and they're super old and cheap and they sound really good when you're, when you're recording like some really fucking raw shit. Yeah. Um, so are you like, yelling when you're recording some uh, yeah yelling singing no rapping what do your neighbors your neighbors uh, ever get to um listen they're chill i haven't been recording lots of vocals i've been mostly recording just like scratch vocals just yeah. to get like the melody and the phrasing right and everything so i haven't really been going all out but my neighbors are super chill cool. and so in the future, I'll just be like, hey, when are you guys going to not be home? Or, hey, do you mind if I scream for the next hour? You know? <laughs> yeah. Can you bring me some tea afterwards, please? Just <laughs> <laughs> have it ready. But, yeah. but my neighbors uh, are awesome, man. So, yeah, I don't, I don't expect that'll be a huge problem. 
That's a big help, man. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, man, you got your uh, your tunes. Uh, I mean, there's there's a long list of of your your tunes, but uh, I mean, now it's yeah, you know, Spotify, or and then there's the Bandcamp uh, mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I have the Spotify, but I can probably look it up and and link that. Um, cool. Yeah, I won't link the embarrassments. Uh, I'll, I'll leave <laughs> I don't see why not. I I actually just put that together. I I put like a I made like a playlist on my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Of, uh, of music, and I uh, like threw threw those in there, man. Um, we are the embarrassments is one of the is one of the best tracks of the twenty first century. Yeah, right, man. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's it's up there, dude. Uh, probably 22nd century too. Uh, once it happens, it'll yeah, still definitely. Be, yeah, um, it'll be like uh, re-release the deluxe version. Yeah, and like there'll be like a, a Dewey Cox kind of a thing, uh, like some sort of resurgence of it. Uh, Hell you yeah! Ever, you ever see that movie? Uh, -uh. uh, Walk Hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, then it's fucking uh, Ghostface Killer uh, coming out and doing uh, using the sample from it. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. I gotta yeah. see that movie, dude. It's it's so fucking good, man. It's so fucking <laughs> good. Um, but so yeah, so then people can find you there. Uh, they can find your music and be on the lookout for for the new uh, album. Cool. Yeah, my old my old project was called Mikey and the Twat Slappers. Uh, it's very vulgar. It's very punk. And then uh, it's from like I recorded it between two thousand eight and two thousand eleven or twelve. I re released it in two thousand twelve. And then my new shit's gonna be under the name Dead Capital. And that's X. Dead, X, X. Dead capital, X. Capital X. X. Yeah okay yeah and then yeah dude that'll be that'll be fun man and then, i'm fucking stoked for you to hear it dude because it's so yeah. fucking different from my old shit like i'm yeah, very excited dude. for you to hear it uh so i have a question so back when you were with ponderosa and i went and saw that do you remember the place it was at because uh they like uh my my buddy they just started running uh a show at UBC and I swear it was the same place cuz it was on campus wasn't it fuck dude i mean it was a long time ago and it was many uh many things ago uh but uh i forget I, okay i do was too it... man it was a full show right it was like electric guitars plugged in and yeah. shit yeah Fuck, dude. I don't know. Was that at... Are you sure it was on campus? I don't know. I thought it was, but I could be wrong. It might not have been. I mean, we played a couple shows on campus, but they weren't on... They weren't in, like, bars or anything. We would just have, like, an event space where we'd set up all the gear and have a party there. Hmm. Does that sound like... No? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, and then I could have sworn that you came to see us when we played at the Backstage Lounge down on Granville Island, that place that I used to work, the bar that I used to work, and it had, like, a real stage and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I could have sworn you, you went there to see us. Maybe that's where it was. 
I, it's a blur. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, so maybe I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll catch up with you sometime soon, man. Uh, all right, brother. Yeah, dude. Fucking yeah. Uh, get get that get that music out, dude, and fucking do it, man. That's like yeah. that and school are my number one priorities right now. Yeah. So there you go. That's the fucking good priorities, man. Yeah. Yeah. Send them my way, dude. All right, brother. Maybe not the school part, but the send the music my <laughs> way. I, I don't know how. To I made a track. I made a. I made a a song for um a project from for school like a couple months ago. No shit. Yeah, it's uh the the project the the assignment was that I had to um explain my or put forth my theory my philosophy of of discipline in the classroom oh shit and and my philosophy of like what a classroom should be um so i wrote a song that is from the perspective of a student who has a teacher whose disciplinary philosophy is the complete opposite of mine so he's a fucking huge prick and he fucking kicks kids out of class and he fucking calls the cops on him and shit. So the song is from the the perspective of the student of that teacher. Um, and it flips a sample of uh, uh, Unpack Your Adjectives from Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah. and, and the, uh, the chorus flips um, NWA's Fuck the Police. Cool. All right. That's yeah. An interesting it's fucking sick, dude. Um, the you lyrics are kind of corny because just be, well, some of the lyrics kind of corny because I needed to put in, you know, the the, the academic schoolwork. terms, the schoolwork, right? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the the chorus is just like fuck the police, and yeah, it's pretty sick. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, <laughs> Use it as some outro music or something. Yeah, I'm down for that, dude. I'll throw it, I'll throw it on, dude. What's uh how do you say uh what was it? Uh so back back to the police. Uh real before you go. How how do you say uh like I I fucked your mother uh in Portuguese or or whatever you said. So this would be today's <laughs> learning lesson for the show. <laughs> what, what would you say um, if you ever speaking to someone in Portuguese and you need to say that uh, the polite way to say it would be but the not polite way to say it would be like your mom's a, a fucking dog that means she's like a little slut I fucked your mom um, that's good that's what, that's what <laughs> we need man um, yeah Dude, a yeah. sua mãe é uma puta. Caralho. <laughs> Your mom's a fucking whore. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, anytime. That, my that, pleasure. That's what, that's what we need. Yeah, dude. Um, anytime you need to, anytime you want to learn more swear words in Portuguese, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. I think you should. Um, maybe <laughs> that can be a track one day. You can teach people how to swear in Portuguese. Uh, if you, ever, <laughs> you ever run out of track ideas? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk soon. Uh, sooner than later. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Stay. All right. Up. I love you, Rusty. Love you too, buddy. All right. Stay up. Stay up. All right. That's uh, X Dead Capital 
Yeah, X dead capital X. Dead capital. That's, that's my buddy. I've known him since fucking, uh, I want to say fifth grade, but it might have been like fourth or third grade. So, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So that would have been like 1990, like 1992, something, 91, 93. I want to say it was before 93 because I want to say when I think they won in, what is it, 92, 93, 93, 94, the Blue Jays won the World Series. And I believe he was living in uh, the States when that happened. I'm going to have to get verification on this, but thank you everyone for listening. That's uh, Dead Capital, man. Fucking good guy, man. I'll put links for his music and hopefully make some more, man. I always enjoyed doing that. I'll even I'll even link the, the embarrassments uh, that attracted him and I did. You get to hear me do vocals even. So what's up with that? So uh, thank you everyone uh, for listening here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And if you want to be on the show, man, hit me up. You can email me or if you want Rusty Diamond Hypnosis at gmail.com or call me 503-974-6420. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.